you. Are now. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. You're just gonna have to deal with hearing it again. We wasted 22 seconds and I hit the wrong button. About to witness. <laughs> the awesome. Crushing a mind. Oh my. You. seen that meme i'm laughing because uh where the guy's got his like both arms and both legs in a cast and and cast and then he's like looking at his phone somebody's holding up his phone and it's a it's a text or something from his his jiu-jitsu coach and the jiu-jitsu coach is asking where, where are you and that that's what i got from uh, leopoldo sorrell just now at the start of the show you were uh, yeah, you're not training <laughs> Like the plague of God is not ripping through America. Yes, but you're gonna die from something someday. It's like, easy, bro. It's not like my jujitsu is gonna get that much better in the next three weeks. Easy. 
So anyway, this is round 120. One, a two, a zero. And I, I'm your host, Eugene S. Robinson. Commercials at the top of the hour at patreon.com. Uh, <laughs> well, you said, well, there's no politics on this one, uh, but really. <laughs> no, I knew with that headline that I get people. But listen, I, I you got to bear with me. It'll all make sense. So uh, Pinko, 95014 at yahoo.com. If you want to go straight to donate money for the show or uh, patreon.com slash the stomper. I'm pretty sure that's it. It's not Stomperville, the stomper. Um, and they, they want me to notify you that they have some new switch or change in their tax structure. Don't know what that means. Uh, I don't know. They keep wanting me to look at stuff. I don't want to look at stuff. Anybody wants you to look at stuff, it can only mean one thing. That somehow the thing that you're looking at is a prelude to the opening of the wallet. And I do not want to open the wallet. But they say you should tell people, so I'm telling people. So that much, I didn't even want to open their email. I just wanted, to, they say something, they're going to, because it's taxes, they got to add like 0.35% of the cents. I don't know what they mean. But now, now those of you who, some of you like Tommy, Tommy LB. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. So, so, so the other Tommy knows. Tommy LB. Uh, I gotta get. Give me your shirt size, Tommy LB. I know you've given it to me before. Uh, yeah. It's not. It's not a significant amount, which is why I didn't even want to pay attention to it. Uh, but give me your shirt size, Tommy LB, and I'll give you some high voltage uh, clothing for being a steadfast dude, stand up kind of guy. So there. That's the end of the commercials. I would say go to oxpo.merchtable.com. Uh, uh, many of you have already. I think they're exactly last time I counted 17 of the Oxpo hardcore shirts left. I do not want any. I want them all to go. Mostly the white shirts are left. So uh, for whatever reason that is, you know. Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. Oh, good for you. So send me a picture of you in the shirt because periodically I've been posting uh, uh, satisfied customer pics. So you can send it to me through, uh, you know, the, you can text me or Instagram or where, however you find me, DM through Twitter. But anyway, let's let's go. That, let's get let's get into the show. So first of all, I need to say at the top of the hour that I'm not proselytizing. Right. We should be able to comfortably think about where it's a Judeo-Christian society. Got 2,000 years of this. We should be able to comfortably talk and think about this without thinking that I'm trying to get into your money like a preacher or a minister, or I'm trying to get you to change your beliefs, or I'm stating my beliefs. I figure agnosticism is the best way to go. I don't know. I, and I, I always picture some guy from, from Brooklyn. What do you know? I don't know. 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 I feel it, but I don't know. But so in the world, in the in the in the framework of this world, right? In the framework of this world uh, of the Bible, you have some people whose ex whose very existence is questioned, right? Like there's no no historical record that shows that that a guy named Noah existed. I'm not out to debunk. This is not a debunking thing. Just you gotta bear with me. 
or Moses. And at a certain point, people who believe uh, and or biblical scholars say, well, somebody like Moses is probably a combination of this person, this person. And in essence, Moses becomes ideologically uh, 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 significant. You know, at, at a certain point, the actual guy with the hat and the pipe is less important than whatever the guy in the hat and the pipe was saying, right? Presuming that the guy with the hat and the pipe is saying anything interesting. So the Ten Commandments, whether it is the Hammurabi laws or whatever, you know, did he really hear the bush? And then you remember on one of the older shows I talked about, it wasn't so much the bush. God showed Moses his ass. He says, look, if he looks at me from the front, it'll be too much. You won't be able to take it. So he, technically, he shows him his ass, which is weird, okay? I, I, the creator of the universe wants me to see his ass. That might say a lot about how things turned out in the whole, but whatever, on this toilet bowl earth, whatever. I'm not trying to be a cynic about this. So then we get to, we get to and if you, anybody who's done any cursory reading about, about Jesus, there's a lot of caginess about Jesus. You know, there are a lot of other religions and, and cultures at the same time who had Jesus-like figures, you know, saviors. And of course, in Judaism, you have a Messiah. So whether Jesus was the Christ or Jesus was just a dude who was a carpenter, we're not going to get into that. But we're going to assume for a second that that Jesus of Nazareth really existed. I'm not going to question that. We're, we're, talking about, we're talking about something else, and, and, and we're going to get to that. Bear with me. i got to keep saying that. Unless you think I've turned into Dr. Gene Scott. So Jesus was always cagey himself. First of all, the, one of the coolest books the, of the Apocrypha are the books of the Bible that, that they say they discredited them later, where you get a, a sense of how Jesus was as a kid before he realized the full extent of his powers. And my favorite one, of course, I've talked about this before, is a playmate of his runs into him full force and knocks him down. And Jesus at 12 years old is a little peeved. And he stands up and he says, uh, dry up and blow away. I'm guessing he said it in Aramaic. I, we could ask, uh, who is that, uh, that, that fighter that I, I did a, uh, an article on who actually speaks Aramaic? <laughs> and lo and behold, the kid blew, uh, dried up and blew away. And then there's a big gap, like Jesus disappears from 12 to 33, nothing. So other things say, oh, well, he wandered to India. They started to what? The, uh, the wandering Jew. Okay, so he was there and there. He was here and there. We don't know. That, that's not what this is about. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's not what this is about. So he shows up. And he was always cagey about, about who he was. Right. First of all, let's get back. Let's go step a little bit back to the virgin birth. In, in, in Jewish tradition, a, a man and a woman were considered man and a wife until they had consummated the marriage in sex. So then they say, okay, well, it wasn't so much that Mary hadn't fucked before, because of course she had fucked. You have to have. You had, and this is important, you know. But that that the 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 conception, um. It was maybe Meister Eckhart talked about belitio and abelitio, the flowing out of spirit that even though it was Joseph who had screwed her, somehow, in other words, 
the, the infant became possessed by the Holy Ghost, visited the spiritual element into Jesus, a very, a very physical being, right? A fetus, and then, of course, something born. And so they would ask Jesus, well, you know, who, who, who the people see? They're the son of God. And he was very cagey about that. He was always like, well, possibly because of what happened. And he was like, well, you know, uh, who is it people say I am? That was a good one. Yeah. Who is it people, who, what do they say I am? He said, well, you're the son of God. Well, we're all sons of God. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're all sons of God. So then the story unfolds in a very predictable way. And there are lots of touchstones I've talked on, uh, talked about before. Like one, like how come the name Judas has actually been, <laughs> has been retired? Like I know people named Adolf. I used to have a vet whose last name clearly was Hitler. Family probably changed it from Hitler. But Judas... Now, I don't know, outside of the band, Judas Priest, I got nothing. Don't know anybody named Judas. Barely know anybody named Jude. Law. Well, that sucks. Let's see if I move the computer a little bit this way. I guess, I'm guessing you can hear me now. Somebody will let me know, I'm sure, if you cannot. Let me put the phone so closer so I can see it. All right, let's try that. So Jesus is bumping around. Now I'm back. And I'm back. Good. And, uh, and, and so Judas, the, the silver kiss, identifies him. There, there, there's, your, there's your Jesus. And gets, he, gets, he gets caught. And I've also talked about before about the Barabbas effect. They give the crowd, okay, you know, Pontius, if you read uh, Master of Margarita, that's really, that's a, a really a great take on this whole story. Uh, elements of it. It's not what the book is about at all, but elements of it. And Pontius, fundamentally, if, if you want to go by this m relatively modern take, which I like, it was, it was like, ah, yeah, I don't know, this is, this is, this is like some Jewish stuff. I don't have, it's got nothing to do with me. Doesn't want to, and he actually meets Jesus and likes Jesus. And so he goes to the crowd, he goes, look, I want to, I to give you guys an opportunity to choose, you know, what a, you, can, you can set one person free. And Barabbas was a bad guy. It was just a murdering, psychopathic killer. And they set him free. And so in the past shows, we've talked about the Barabbas effect. The Barabbas is like, whoo I, I really ducked the, I really dodged the bullet there. And, uh, and where, where was I? Oh, yeah, that's right. So that's the, that's the Barabbas effect. We don't want him to ever change, never change. But they decide, they decide, you know, screw it. We've had enough of this guy. Jesus, you got to go. Hey, there have been other great philosophers before who had had to bite the dust, uh, the guy drinking the, the hemlock, and okay, right. Yeah, they would murder people like we chew gum nowadays. So, uh, Jesus has his moment of doubt and pain, according to Mick Jagger. Father, my father, why have you forsaken me? Spear of destiny pierces his side, he expires. They they wrap him in a cloth, throw him in a in a secret tomb in a cave, which wasn't really wasn't really a standard way to bury anybody these days. But they didn't want it, his gravesite to turn into a shrine. Supposedly covered up by a big rock, and then things get strange, right? 
things get strange. Like people say, oh, I, I, I think I saw him. I saw him here. We saw him there. We saw him. And then there's the ascension. Presumably, people see him floating in the sky, and the sky people claim him, and he's gone. He says a few words, and he's gone. I'm going to tell you right now that in my dreams last night, what came to me is this idea that that last part never happened. I'm not questioning the divinity of Jesus. Don't get don't get your panties in a twist. But I'm uh, based on based on what's in the book. That somehow this the the sacri the sacrifice was God, God so beloved the, uh, the, the he gave he gave his only begotten son so so loved humanity they gave his only begotten son to as a sacrifice to, so you know justified by faith alone all is the hoo ha okay. In that system, he's got to die. He's got to die. The physical vessel of, of, of this divine essence has got to expire as all flesh has got to expire. Got to. There's only one literary text of any sort of credence where he, he, he exists in some kind of ghostly state and it's, uh, it's Dante's uh, Divine Comedy where he he somehow um, Dante and Virgil pass pass into into hell after they go why are these gates knocked asunder and they talk about you know he who would come before sometimes people describe it as the harrowing of hell so he somehow Jesus dies goes down into the, the harrows hell. And then rises up out of the other side to see that he did, I guess the generalized theory being that hope is never lost as long as you maintain faith, you can ascend. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Dante is not really clear about it. He and Virgil are just bumping around in the underworld and then purgatory and then paradiso and then whatever. I, nobody ever makes the paradiso. Sorry. I made it halfway to the inferno and I made it halfway through purgatory and then I'm out. I didn't give that much love to freaking the Lord of the Rings. I'm not going to go down that same road with Dante. Sorry. Yeah, the Bible. There are lots of Bibles. Let's just say any any ancient text that talks about this. It doesn't even have to be the Bible. So you understand that the physical, it was. it's not a sacrifice if he's jumping around like Elvis. If he's hanging out like Tupac, it's not a sacrifice. It's an act of ledger domain. We're getting to it. We're getting to it. So, so in other words, in other words, the divinity sent him down to expire exactly the way he expired. He had to give up. He had to go from being a, a biologically earthly biological system, earth earthbound biological system, to being you know, all spirit, all consciousness, and 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 gone in. I tried to explain to somebody, I said, you know, you realize these bodies that we inhabit, they're like cars. You know? You drive, you maybe you take good care of your car, you it'll last a long time, but eventually the car is gonna crap out. What do you do? 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Driver gets out of the car, goes into another car. All that stuff we talked about before, the, the conscious, the soup of consciousness that, did, you know, that the energy can neither be created nor destroyed. that's floating around out there. And I think about this now because, of course, my wife is pregnant. And I think about the fetus inside, you know, the fetus. What did it say? It say God is everywhere. As, as far as this fetus is concerned, you know, this is a universal element of, of, of unknowing out there. Descartes talks about oh, what, a priori, things you could know before you don't, you don't, before you knew anything. Well, you could know I and them, me, it, an identity of a self separate from everything else. At the very least, nothing and then one. So rudimentary number systems. But all this stuff is connected to the biological entity, the car, not the driver. So Jesus has to die. He has to die. It doesn't make any sense if he doesn't die. But what happens? What happens? A promoter shows up. A promoter shows up. Now, maybe it was Saul who then became Paul. <laughs> well, but but does it, the system still works if it happens. 90% of the story is the biological system. The car stops. That 10%, that element, remember they, they measured all the elements of the, the scientists actually measured all the elements. So there's one element, one, like, 0.07% that we can't account for, and one, you know, peckish scientist. Well, let's call it the soul. Ah, people latched onto that. Whatever. The body has to die. Why? Because nobody's body lives forever. But Saul, maybe he become Paul, maybe somebody, maybe somebody, and maybe this is before the Roman Catholic Church you got it into the picture. Somebody goes, no, 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 no. One monkey don't stop no show. We got a good thing going here. You know? We got a good thing going. So, uh, okay. Did you you saw him, right? Nah, I saw him on the cross and then they, no. I mean, didn't we see a guy who looked like him? Yeah, we saw that guy that looked, okay. And then, and then remember those big flock of birds? There was a big flock of birds. Yeah, so he was, so he was, you know, super, super Jesus, knocks the stone out of the way. People see him bumping around in town, over here, over there. Then there's the clouds darken, the sky is a bunch of birds, and the sky people take him away. Now, I love mystery as much as anybody else. But if you're sticking to this strict philosophical line that's laid out, you don't need all that hoo-ha at the end. But a promoter comes in and gets his hands on it, ruins everything. You don't need any of the rest of that story. Look at the Talmud. Look at the Torah. You don't need the magical space people element at the end to, to, to have codes of behavior that, 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 that define morality in a way that's sort of comfortable and works. But there was a promoter there. Now, if you read Master Margarita, makes it makes <laughs> makes it makes it pretty clear who that promoter might be. 
So I'm watching the fights last night. <laughs> and, and, and I'm, I'm, I don't know if you did. I had like three cares on the card. So I'm like cooking. I took, put the phone, put it on the phone, turn it on, put it on the counter. And it's like, hey, I'm not. So I, the kitchen was still, still sort of working, but we had to eat, do other stuff, and, you know, bumping around the house. But then when I st- it gets to some of the fights I care about, so I start to own in. And I'm looking. Based on what I said last week, I'm looking. I want to see if the bald one is going to be sitting there checking his text, checking his t- tweeting out, looking at other stuff. Looking. It's not there. I go, man, maybe I missed it. Look in the background. The camera pans around. And then finally, the addict says, if, if, if the bald one was here tonight, he doesn't call him the bald one, of course, but I can't keep using this guy's name because he's, he's, he's like Tinkerbell. He lives for He has his name referenced. If the bald one was here tonight, he's, oh, so the bald one is somehow not here. I'm sure they're trying to make a connection between, well, the bald one is off on Yaz Island, Fight Island getting shit together, but I don't know that that was the case. The optics of him sitting there without a mask and not paying attention to the fight, I'm sure, have, have created a situation where he's like, you know, I can watch, you know, I can social, I can watch, no, I, I'm not winning points here. I'm not putting feathers in the cap. I don't need to be a constant and continual bone of contention, especially since the, the, the numbers are run, running opposite this being a good idea, by which I mean the numbers are up in Arizona, they're up in Florida, they're up in Texas, and I'm talking about people with COVID. Now, the thing is, every virus ultimately desires to be passed along. So a virus that kills its host is an unsuccessful virus. You have people right now who have got HIV who have lived 20 years with this, right? The virus has kind of mutated. To, nobody wants to run out and get HIV. But if they get HIV, it's no longer like it was in 1980. Oh, my God. Read about this guy, Howie Montag, uh, used to be a, a, a bouncer at Steel 54 in the Mud Club, where I had the occasion to uh, work with him in the 80s at the Mud Club. And he had a suicide party when it figured out that he had HIV. Invited everybody over, took a bunch of pills, woke up. <laughs> woke up, he didn't take, hadn't taken enough and bitched everybody out look what you did to my fucking place, it's a fucking mess and then he went back and took a bunch more pills and finally expired, it's not like that, you can live now so ultimately, ultimately you know, COVID will be something that people get like, like they get the flu flu still kills people but most people get a flu shot, they don't get it, right so the bald one doesn't show up at all, which of course makes me think about the bald one even more now, you people are talking about the Dustin Poirier and, and the Dan, Dan, Dan the Hangman Hooker fight as being the fight of the year. But if you watch that fight for any length of time, and we've, we've used the corollary, we've used the cognate of, of fights being like drugs. I don't know how you feel after, after, after last night's fight, but I felt overridingly sad. Right. Overridingly sad because there wasn't a single occasion on the fight card that there wasn't pleading, entreating, begging, 
Yeah. For money. There was way too much agita, emotional agita about money. If you, maybe it's just how I hear things. But Dustin Poirier is, he's referencing being a father and his daughter, and he's getting this Forrest Griffin Image Award, which is, which is, if you don't think that this is, this is, this is window dressing. This is the bald one doing some, some ma massive tri-level chest window dressing to deal with what he has on his hands, which is a massive worker, worker sick out. Mech Rapist, Johnny Boney Joni, Triple C, Mouse Vidal, Amanda Nunes is now making noises, and, and, and there, uh, Sean O'Malley. I'm sure I could squeeze squeeze a few more out of it. Who's uh, Curtis Blades? You know, there's a, there's a, there's a thing that happens sometimes. And I remember, I remember, um, uh, I remember, uh, um, yeah, Dustin's heart was was amazing. But then at the end, when the guy is like, you know, I don't know that he specifically was pleading for the uh, fight of the night bonus. But he's talking about being back, and I got to do this. I got to feed my family, and it's like, that's fine, bro. I got something for you, twenty percent. Yeah, things are bad. You know, there's COVID. We got to all team together and fight. $36 million beach house in Marina Del Rey. I'm not asking for communism. I'm not asking for a handout. I'm asking for a hand. 20%. You know, I've been in situations situations in my life where I've made a bit of money. I'll give you an example. I put out a record called Fear Power God. It was one of the first spoken word compilations. It had Allen Ginsberg, Charles Manson, Lydia Lunch, uh, 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 Anton LaVey from the Church of Satan, uh, the guys from Survival Research Labs, all these different people, 10 artists on it. Put this thing out. I sold so many. All people, it was just really, really, send me a cassette tape. They sent me a cassette tape. I mixed it all together, put it on uh, a CD, or no, put it on vinyl and cassette. Later, somebody came along and licensed it for CD. It's called Fear Power God. I made so much money off of this that, you know, that I, I start to pay people to alleviate words you will never hear coming out of my mouth. I paid? Opened my wallet and I paid, motivated by guilt because I had so much. It it violated my sense of fair play for me to keep it all. Jello Biafra, Lawrence Ferlinghetti, bunch of other people. It, it, I, I couldn't do it. Couldn't live with myself. Couldn't walk by a mirror and keep looking at myself. But you don't have to be a genius. Yeah, and, and the thing is, Mike Perry talking about the tax man afterward, anybody who pays taxes is, yeah, 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 that's not the issue, bro. The government, so don't end up like Wesley Snipes. The government's always going to get their bit. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Ooh, was he on it? How can I, can I forget? No. Oh. 
<laughs> I put it out. I guess I have to check. If if Tom Tom says Rollins was on it, I guess Rollins was on it. I know Biafra was on it for sure. I don't <laughs> I don't remember. It's still out. The guys from Black House Records have it out on CD. It's still out there. And I, I've got a few copies around here. Maybe I'll give them off. As, yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Right. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Woo. I'm old. I don't remember. So, uh, so, but the bald one, we're talking about 20, 20%. No, that's right. That's right. That's right. Rollins is on it. 20%. Yeah, I know things are bad. I know cars down. I know the endeavor. I know all that stuff. It's still 20%. So whether it's 20% of two mil or 20% of 30 mil, it's still 20%. So no matter how much Oofsi is hurting, the guys who fuel Oofsi are hurting. It's not like if you're one of the 575 fighters on the payroll that that means that every two weeks you go and you get a little. No, you no, no, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. So everybody, I mean, look, uh, John Vellante is my man, right? He's a former Sarah Longo. Fought a great fight. Loses to Mo Green. Mo Green, I didn't pick Mo Green. I picked John Vellante to win. You know, John Vellante looked to be in the best of shape. Reminded me of that Bill Murray sketch where he plays Hercules. I cannot lift that rock. Maybe if I come back next week, I could lift that rock when they ask him to prove that he's Hercules. But uh, And so I wasn't happy about Mo Green winning with that janky choke. A guy I train with does that choke 56 seconds from the end. I'm not tapping to that. Not at all. I'm grinding my head into the guy's chin so when he pulls tight, it hurts him. And all I need is this uh, scintilla of space to get... <laughs> to get air so I don't tap before his arms burn out. I'm never tapping to that. And he didn't have the guy's leg either. John could have ju- slipped out with his right leg. Look, John's, I like him. I'm not going to, we're not going to relitigate this. So then they do the interview with Mo Green and dude sobs for, for, for four fifths of it. Now, I'm not giving a guy a hard time for crying in public. I've done it. I don't know what happened. I was on the stage at the, at, the, at the Union Chapel in London, overcome with emotion. It's usually always around my kids. I don't know. And the guy was like, man, this was, I, had, I was down. I had to win this fight. This is, I don't know how to provide for my family. I don't, and, now we can, and now we can move to New Mexico and train at Jackson Wink and, and pursue, pursue my dream and my, my family. My, guys. Yeah. It's like I- I'm gonna go over into that cave where that bear is. I'm gonna go hang out with the. Bear. I think I could make me and the bear. We could make a. Co- and if you go through it, I'm gonna call up some of these fights because there weren't the, the the fights themselves. You know, um, were I was okay with the fights themselves. Right, there, there were some dogs on it, but generally I was feeling okay about what I was seeing, and then. The camera. Now, I know that these cats are probably, you know, when the spigot goes, the spigot goes, but they're still getting 20% of, a, of, a, of a, uh, you know, 
So let's go, let's go through it. Dan Hooker is a man. No regrets, no excuses. If you ask me from the outside looking at it, what I saw was a guy's cardio was fucked. I don't say fucked like it was bad. I'm saying like, unless you've been in that fifth round, you don't know what's going on. The thing is, I don't say you don't have to be tired. I say you have to conceal the fact that you're tired. You try to do that with the takedowns, but you can't take the take the guy down and 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 and, and hang out there. Just hang out there because it looks like what it is. You have to do like Curtis Blades was tired, could barely talk afterward, and he. But I na 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 na. It doesn't redeem Dusted. It doesn't redeem Dusted. This is a cruel sport. If you want my if you want my take on it, I'm telling you I'm telling you exactly who Dustin is. Yep, always a always a what always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Dustin is a Donald Cerrone. Dustin is a Bisping. Dustin is a guy who even if he gets to that belt is not holding it. Yeah, and, and it was like it was like the Jay Z thing. I won't lose. I could see Dustin knew exactly what the stakes were. I mean, part of this, you know, part of my brief time actually fighting MMA myself, part of it was getting over the yips. It's getting over the yips. And every fight situation, that's it. Like the guy says in Lady of Shanghai, got an edge. What's the edge? Got something the other guy doesn't. The more that you have, the less yips you have. These guys are at the top. They don't have something extra, or unless they do. But Dustin is now, oh, I got to get, okay, so he was Phantom Tollbooth for a second. His number wasn't three million. It was three or two or four or wherever he was. He's still in the conversation, but it's only because you, you, who knows what Khabib is going to do. He's got made enough money to live where he wants to live in the rest of the world comfortably. Doesn't have to come back. Clearly doesn't like, doesn't like the, the bald one's vibe. Uh, yeah, McRapist is sitting out. I mean, some people, given this COVID thing, their minds are, de- there's a bifurcation. And you've heard that expression, uh, what is it, from the old blues song, uh, I've had my fun if I don't get well anymore. Some people are doing an accounting. They're like, hey, if, if, if things never get better, I'm happy with how things have been. Some people are focused like, Jesus Christ, if things never get better, I wish I'd done this. I, wish I'd... I think about all the guys who like were casual jiu-jitsu players. I'm relaxed about it because I was going six days a week and at my most crazy nine times a week. I couldn't have gone, literally could not have gone more. So the fact that I haven't been since March, ah, well, maybe in the end it all evens out. But I had a tranche of good focused time. If I don't get well ever again, I'm fine. I think that's where Khabib is. Yep, he said 30. He's been doing this shit since he's eight. Why not? How many of you been doing something for 22 years? Well, I have. <laughs> I wish I was better <laughs> for being a combat athlete for, since I was 12. <laughs> I wish I was better at it. So you got these cats, and let me let me call up some of the fights. 
I mean, literally, okay, they might be feeling a pinch personally, but they're feeling a pinch. It's like it's like that boss I had who used to try to impress me. He was making $80,000 a day, and he was trying to impress me that he was just like me. <laughs> yeah, that he was he was just like me. Yeah. <laughs> just like me. Hey, I'm just like you guys. You make $80,000 a day. You're not just like me. Of course, he lost it all. So now he is just like me. And that's another sad story. Has to do with private, the porno company in Europe, snookering him. But look, yeah, yeah. All right, so here we go. So let's 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 talk about the fighters. Well, fight. first of all, um, I, I don't have any problem. Much like Dan Hooker, don't have any problem with that decision. Dan Hooker has no regrets, no crybaby shit. Me neither. That I picked Hooker to win. Is my guy didn't win, but uh, Dustin, as far as I'm concerned, he if 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 he gets to go again with Khabib. I am predicting a very similar end because it's here. It's not here. It's not the skill set here. It's the head here. But Mike Perry, who I picked, he's like, Mike Perry's all oh, the haters. That, 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 that. No, bro, I picked you. I don't know what everybody else is saying. I picked you from the beginning. People are not picking because they don't like you. I like you. Mr. Platinum Mike Perry. I mean, Mickey Gall did what he was supposed to do against CM Punk. That's fine. But, yeah, I didn't see that going any other way. And he's, he's talking. And what is he talking about post-fight? He goes, what? Everybody, I, I got I got three, three people in my corner. I got to pay them all? He's talking about money. And he's and he's just to make sure that the bald one knows which side of the conversation he's on. He's like, I'm not asking for like these other guys. What he says, please don't dock by pay. It's a, it's a you know. So let's go. So we have these okay, and, and then Maurice Green. So these are top three fights, and these cats are clearly in the grips of. Some kind of subterranean panic about cash, as we all are. It's like the the line from the song by uh, Spinal Tap. Do I have to come right out and say it? Give me some money. Well, you you think I'm putting out the hardcore shirts just because, well, I like the idea. But I'm not giving them away for free. Everybody's a little panicked. You know who's not panicked? Mark Zuckerberg is not panicked. You know what got Mark Zuckerberg panicked? Losing $72 billion the other day. That made him panic. The bald one telling people it's not a career. (laughs) What he's saying is, do not expect to leave this bear cave with your pants. You're not. So we can go down the list. Uh, Sato B... And and I want you to be mindful of what you're seeing. This is the main card. Takashi Sato. A relative newbie to the the UFC. He's fighting a last-minute replacement by by the name of Jason Witt. 
He knocked this guy out in like 45 seconds. I mean, it was. Are you paying attention to what's happening? We are seeing a civil war right now. And that war is between uh, the uh, essentially the bald one's worldview, which is very much what Lloyd Price, the singer, got Don King to realize. Fighters come and go. You are the sport. You are forever. And fundamentally, promoters believe that. The guy on the cross was a momentary phenomenon. The promoter, <laughs> he was walking around here. He was walking around there. Owns the entire operation. Otherwise, you just got love your neighbors as you love yourself. Great. <laughs> Done. <laughs> That's it. Set. So then uh, you get you get Sean Woodson against uh, 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 Juicy J. Arosa. I didn't care about this fight. I like Woodson, but I don't care about this fight. Arosa had been cut. Right. You know, let's start with Stipe. Why do you think Stipe wants to be? Um, do you think Stipe wants to be a fireman? I'm sure he likes helping people. Would he help people if he had fifty million dollars? He would probably help them in a different way, not jumping on the back of a truck, going to a burning building, or getting some woman's cat out of a tree. I mean, I'm not asking for a handout, but a hand, bro. And it's not just at the top of the thing. Have you have you watched the refs lately? You know how long Herb Dean has been doing this? I, I, just, I used to see Herb Dean back at like King of the Cage and Gladiators Challenge in like in like the mid '90s. Back when I used to write for Grappling Magazine. Money if you don't even remember Grappling Magazine. You see they come in and they're like, man, we ripped him. Only people that are excited about being there really seem to be the commentators. Two-thirds of which, some of the time, are actual fighters, Bisping and Cruz, who probably hey, I can make money. I can watch a fight, which I'm happy to do, and I'm not getting punched in the face. And eh, not bad. So there's something happening right now. So the bald one's line is, you know, there is no New Testament without me. There is no Catholic Church synod canon. There's no. Episcopalia. There's none of this stuff without me, the promoter. You just got a dead hippie in a cave. That's all you got without me. But the people that fell under the sway of the promoter, the 12, well, 11 apostles, went out and wrote these separate books. John, Paul, Matthew, They decide to play along. 
But what happens when, I mean, the Baldwin is like, where are you going to go? What are you going to do? This is it. This is how you build a 2,000-year edifice. This is you, what do you, how do you, you know? But sometimes, like, like I remember I had this woman and she said, my priest wants me to break up with you. Your priest. Yes, I'm in the first year of my recovery. And, uh, you know, AA says I shouldn't be involved in any heavy relationship. And my priest seconds that. So you, so your priest wants to fuck you. She goes, no, no, that's very cute. But, but you know, but, uh, but yeah, that's. Uh, and I said, this was on a Thursday. And I said, all right, all right. Listen, I'm not one of those guys like in the movies where you break up, you get back together, you break up, you get back together, you break up. So if you go like Arab Strap sings on the song Pajamas, go for good. And she goes, I got to do what I got to do. It was a challenge to her. Because in her and in the movies, people play. You know who doesn't play? I don't play. Not with emotional stuff. Don't do it. Thursday, she left. That Sunday, the priest made a pass at her. She calls me on a Tuesday to tell me the priest made a pass at her and say maybe she was wrong and she should be thinking. You know what I said? Eh, 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 eh. And in time, even though she was the one who dumped me, it kind of got turned around like I was the one who dumped her and I was not the most forgiving guy. And the word forgiving, forgiving, forgiving kept coming up again and again and again. Sometimes you meet people who don't fucking play. This is not Cal Scalak, who was like a, a medium talented bodybuilder trying to unionize against the Joe Weider who was God for bodybuilding back in the, in the, in the late 70s, early 80s. This is, this, is, this is for guys who are in positions to actually, actually take stock of their lives and go, you know what? I got about $10, 15000000 million in the bank. I'm in my 30s. I have 529 set up for my kids for their colleges so they could go. My house is paid for. I'm not, like I told you, people said, uh, uh, talk to UFC fighters who have on the, on the low contacted me and like, it's like having the worst girlfriend in the world. They call up, 72 hours, can you be ready to do this? You're there, you don't. They scream, they whine, they complain. So in other words, if you think that what's happening is Johnny Boney Joni is negotiating with you, you might be wrong. If you think uh, Henry Sejudo is negotiating, you might be wrong. Now, there's a whole Floyd Mayweather effect of like how many hip hop records can you make? Most people don't know what to do with themselves. Somebody drops $15 million in your lap. What do you do after you buy a jet ski, a boat and develop a cocaine problem? What do you do? I got lots that I want to do. That may or may not include jet skis and cocaine. That's not the point. He's the Baldwin is gambling on boredom, lack of imagination, and the fact that maybe in this interregnum, 
this COVID forced interregnum that he can make a star of a Jason Witt who gets knocked in 45 seconds. And even if he can't, that we're so bored at home that we just buy the shit anyway. It doesn't matter. They're not pay-per-view. They're not slaves to this anymore because they deal with ESPN. I picked Luis Pena, uh, Violent Bob Ross over Kama. That was a solid and unexpected guillotine. And we had just talked about it. We're doing uh, um, we're, we're doing uh, uh, jujitsu online about how you got to clear the shoulder. Uh, my shoulders killed me. And bring the, uh, bring the arm up to put that guillotine on. Oh. <laughs> hey. And he did it to a grappler. Can you imagine? I mean, it was <laughs> I, I, I'm sure Pena is upset that he lost, but how, to lose like that, nah, that's bitter. And Kama did the same thing about how oh, I knew it was on the line, and I got Phil Lins and Tanner Bozer. Uh, uh, Bozer. Phil Lins, they called like two or three days ago. The guy was a nobody. You know, same with Frey and, 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 and Hanson. I mean, you know, the bald one is calculating, you know, I mean, and this is why, this is what I dislike about it the most. In, in these guys, like like my, my friend, the three-card Monty dealer in, in, in Tel Aviv said, nobody, usually nobody knows anything about life does this. In, in the bald one's head, nobody who knows anything about life it, it stands between him and a dollar. He is convinced that we don't give a shit that he can slap a Jason Witt who hasn't fought anybody with the promise that he could be tomorrow's star to you, that you might see tomorrow's star today. And then he could sell, hey, it's not a career move, but hey, you might be tomorrow's star today. So he gets, he gets, he, we are the suckers and they are the suck, and the fighters are the suckers. And in between the sucker medium is this guy who's sponging up the cash, the promoter. Why do you think William Butler Yates talked? Was it Yates who talked about the second coming? Which, of course, if that's only if you believe that Christ represented the first coming, but the second coming, he goes, ah, it won't be the Prince of Peace the second time around. It'll be this beast slouching toward Jerusalem. Yeah. At some point, at some point, he's he's slouching, he's the, the beast slouching toward Jerusalem. He's upset because you know what? You know what? You know what? I left you guys alone for five minutes and look what you've done. I, I don't want to sound like an old man about this. Ah God. I don't want to sound like an old man about this, but you know, in the early days, pre pre-bald one pre-karate, cardio, kickboxing, karate guy. It was really like, I mean, it was like, it was like uh, uh, a clearinghouse where like all of the, all of the martial artists were like, oh, mine, mine, the other. And it was, and then the people, as it started to win on win, this like distinctly new style of things called MMA, real mixed martial arts. People were borrowing from this. It was a Caro-Parisian with elements of judo and hip throws in there. I mean, it was just like a, it was like people were geeking out on on this kind of knowledge base. It's like actually finding this book in the desert written by this guy. Who is this guy? Jesus, guy, not the one that was promoted to you or pitched to you, but this guy. You just love each other. Just, I could spend ten years 
whether we're talking about Rene Girard's mimetic desire thing, which are echoes of love your neighbor as yourself, or Plato with the golden mean, same deal. We could talk about that for a decade without getting into any collection trades or any priest molestation scandals or any a, a, any internecine blood bloodshed that's been so much a part and parcel without 9-11, so much a part and parcel of every single Abrahamic religion. Similarly, mixed martial art, unarmed combat is a beautiful thing can be a beautiful thing, a beautiful elemental thing. All sports are based on, like somebody once told me about drugs, that the reason why we get addicted to drugs is because they they mimic natural processes, but they do it on a, on a, on a much more rapid cycle. You know, your dopamine receptors, they exist not because of cocaine, but because of things that give you pleasure, your serotonin levels. These are the things that regulate your well-being. You know, in a general cycle, how many times a day do you feel happy? It's a much normal. If you can tighten up that cycle, like with the rats hitting the bar with the cocaine, then you people will tend to do that, and that's not good or healthy. You've introduced a foreign element, an exogenous element, an extemporaneous element. That element is the balls one. And on the one hand, much like the demiurge, where he can sometimes make clear stuff that wasn't clear to us before. At this point, pimping hyperbole and he's suckering us for the money and he's suckering the fighters for the money and it goes where? I'm okay being robbed. But you know, 90% of the criminals I know all are used to be guys. They used to have boats they used to have Rolls Royces. They used to spend $1,000 on dinner alone. They used to, that's with a $1,500 bottle of champagne, used to. Now, I'm understanding from their point of view, they would say, well, at least I had that. At least I could say used to versus you, Mr. Robinson, never. Okay, yeah, whatever, man. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the bald one will not be there. He was not a used to guy. He's not a used to guy. He's a guy that fuels the used to guys. Pablo Escobar is dead. <laughs> and yet, people still do cocaine. Who's replaced Pablo Escobar? Who's Pablo Escobar? Who's your, you think it's, it's like this? Somebody, Pablo, you know, Noriega, Pablo Escobar, Miami, MS-13. You think it's like that? Or you think there's a promoter up here? Find the red, find the red, find the red. Noriega goes to jail. Find the red, find the red. Pablo Escobar is, is, is killed, dead. Find the red, find the red. And I can still get all the cocaine I want. 72 hours, you'll be ready, we'll do it at the catch weight. Well, we can't really afford to pay you because we don't really have the money. ESPN is like, well, you know, you know, these guys don't want to fight. And in the middle is a guy with a $36 million beach house. Not a communist. 
not a communist. But what finally got to Zuckerberg? Loses $72 billion. That's the start, put starch up your spine. Advertise saying, ah, you know what? Thanks, but no thanks. Who knew Unilever, Unilever advertises on Facebook? Have you ever bought a Unilever product as a result of something you've seen on Facebook? Are you kidding me? It makes me think I'm not really paying attention. All these people pulling their money from Facebook. I'm an active resistor. I don't think I buy any of this. I have zero brand loyalty. Who? Somebody asked me, what pipe is this? Don't know. It says something on it. Grand Duke. Caribou. Hmm? What's the hat? I think it's a Stetson. Don't know. Have, have zero brand loyalty. Yeah, I'm a guy. Okay, the show is on an iMac Mac, or MacBook with duct tape on it, and the phone is on a. It's, it's a yeah, yeah. What the what the hell? The uh, iPhone. But I also used to work. I used to work at. Uh, I used to work at uh, Apple. So my point is, my point is that even. And I'm again, I'm not I'm comfortable with agnosticism. But promoters fuck this shit up. Because ultimately they're not motivated by the good, the true, and the beautiful. They're motivated by filthy lucre. And like they said to the guy in Breaking Bad, Walter White. I thought you were in the, I thought you wanted to be in the meth business and then you want to be in the money business. What business? In the power business. And to quote uh, 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 Ian McShane from Deadwood, Yankton represents muscle and I don't like muscle. Pursuit of power for the sake of power. I understand. The Baldwin got chased out of Boston by the guy who I interviewed in the fight book, Kevin Weeks, who represented Whitey Bulger. Uh, he never called him Whitey, Jimmy Bulger. That's raw power. Politics represents the exercise of raw, raw, raw power. People don't like it. People don't like muscle. No, 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 no. Uh, my, my, my people say my big regret in life, my only regret in life was actually leaving Apple. Uh, but I was seduced away by Adobe who gave me a 48% salary increase. And I was mindful of the fact that there's some people who didn't make that 48% as a yearly salary. So I had to go. I have friends, I have friends, I have friends at Apple um, and they get Q, Q promos, which means they get about 15% off a of market rate, Genghis. So if you're actually serious about that, uh, um, I was going to hold off on exercising my friend's options to get a Q promo stuff until I had enough money at the end of the year to get uh, a laptop for myself. But I'll, I'm glad to ask for you now. Because I have a bunch of people who work there. But it's only 15% off. Anyway, so the promoter becomes this creature of, of raw power because, you know, if I have the choice, sorry to go to Billy Bathgate, bunch of jumping around with the cultural references, if I have the choice between sitting on the back of the boat with my feet in concrete or laughing at the guy who's in the back of the boat with his feet in concrete, I want to be the guy laughing without the feet in the concrete. 
But what can you hope? The best you can hope for is like Saul on the road to Damascus. He gets struck blind and sees things with new eyes. Do you know how much, how much of a difference it would make if you even get 10%? Suppose you say, well, if I give these guys 10%, if they're going to ask for, for 10 more percent. Okay, 40%. You still walk away with 60% and you got fighters who are killing themselves. Now you get fighters who are killing themselves and it's sad. And that's how I left the fights this weekend. I felt overridingly sad. UFC on ESPN 12. And they're all talking about what's next. I'm willing to fight right now, Dana. I'm willing to fight. I'm ready to go again in July. I'm just fight. I'll fight anybody. Just transfer it to porn. I have sex with anybody. I have sex tomorrow. If you get the camera set up, you can give me a few pennies for it. Not me, baby. Not me. People have talked about it. People have talked about it. I've had rich guys say, usually I can't tell whether you don't give a shit or you're acting like you don't give a shit. So you don't understand. Your muscle and your money, they mean nothing to me. Because I'm willing to walk. Because you're not here to make my life better. You're here for $36 million beach houses. You don't give a fuck about me. You don't give a fuck about me. Uh, I, where does the list stop? Amanda Nunes, you know, oh, she doesn't She doesn't move the needle. Oh, like uh, Nate Diaz, uh, stop it. You destroyed these guys' career. And we're not even... You're not even you're not even playing with money like like trying to get to make people happy. I'll give you four percent more. You don't realize that people just want you know you know you know how much negotiating zero gets you nothing. Some guy overseas asked me, say, hey, Eugene, I, I want you to, to guest artists on my record. I go, great. I said, I said, what are you going to pay? And he goes, what do you want? And I go, what's it worth to you? Puts a guy in a weird position. And the guy said the right thing. He goes, I'd like to pay you $1,000, but I can only pay you $300. I go, that's the right answer. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> no, Reebok coupons. 15%, you know, uh, uh, it's weird. It's weird. It's a two-tiered system at Apple because I know people who get stuff for free at Apple. They don't work at Apple, but they get stuff for free. I, I know they get stuff for free. But I committed the cardinal sin. I quit. And I quit for money. And not only did I quit for money, how I died. Oh, connection is unstable. Please wait while we try reconnecting. Oh, no. Let me try to get it closer to the wire. I'm going to have somebody move the wire. Uh, I don't even know if you can hear me now. Yeah, I'm guessing I'm, I'm back now. I don't know if any of you tried to move your Wi-Fi. I think I got a guy coming in tomorrow to help me move the Wi-Fi so it's closer and not in the other room. I don't know if it makes a difference. Yes, I'm back again. 
So anyway, so, um, you know, F.R. Leavis and C.P. Snow wrote two books. One responded, C.P. Snow wrote the first one. F.R. Leavis wrote the second one in response to C.P. Snow's book, but it was called Two Cultures. I think that's what it was called. And this, in this instance, I mean, I just see, you know, see the fighters just guys, man, just trying to, you know, know too much about too much. And nobody who knows anything about life is going to come out of this game clean. Oh, Reebok, I would never. I need new shoes. I, I up my weight vest is now like a 25-pound weight vest. And so I'm running, doing hill sprints with it, and my feet are like killing me now. You know, um, so I think I need new shoes. I was trying these free runner things because I don't, but I think that's really just for running, not for the kind of stuff I'm doing now. So the thing is, it's 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 a real struggle. I'm in the studio on the next Oxbow record on July 11th. That's Gilbert Burns and uh, Usman. Starts at seven o'clock. I'll probably be finished recording at nine, so I'll, I'll probably just be able to watch the last fight. Unless my, my, my dude gets me gets me something I can watch. But I, I, I feel I feel I feel bad, man. I feel I don't I, I don't I don't yeah, you know, and yes the thing, Mike Perry might. But he'll never get a chance to find out because the ball was not cutting and, and, and you know, and people will get in trouble. I think of how many people Chris Levin, how many people got in trouble not having enough money? What is that great Nick Cave line? Uh, friends who died from exposure and then those who died from the lack of it. I don't want to feel, why would I subject my Saturday night to feeling bad? Oh, yeah. The first time my wife heard the finish line, she burst into tears. I think that's because it was a good song. So, I, I don't know. Right now, it's a race against time. I'm going to, I'm honest to God, at this point now, I'm still watching under protest. I'm still not paying for what I watch. But I'm going to need the bald one to make some kind of concession. If that guy had said, we want you to sing on the record and I, we can't give you anything, I'd have said no. I've had two people ask me to appear on benefits in the last, uh, one to raise money for, money for the NAACP, and then, which we just didn't get our shit together in time enough to do that a good cause and the other to uh, raise money for some animal thing in Scotland and it's going to be a record of covers of Fugazi tunes but you know it's either going to be shitty because we all record at home we're all recording on laptops or we're going to run risk and go into a studio the studio I'm going to do the vocals in it's got uh, multiple entrances and exits I can come I can walk right into the vocal booth sing, not have to see another fucking human except for Joe Ciccarelli, who's at the board, and then leave. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I can take I can take what I owe you for the story and just buy it for you instead of paying you for the money for the story if it's less than what I owe you for the story or the same amount. <laughs> Can't figure out. I got that. Dang, it's such funny. Uh, but it, it's a race against time. He's going to have to make some concession. 
You can't just fill it up with guys who just got the call two hours, 48 hours earlier. And, uh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. See, and that's a problem. That's why we're not we're not doing it. We're not doing it. We're not doing the Fugazi covers thing. We like animals, but we're not doing it. So he's got to make a concession. You got to, you got to, you got to make me feel better about this. I don't give a shit what it is. Give these guys, and he, he can't fill it up with bums who got 40, not bums, 48 hours, those guys who shouldn't be in there. You're hoping to create tomorrow's stars so you can lap these guys. You're not going to lap anybody. You're going to squander, like you squandered the Diaz's, squander some of the best fighting years of their lives. It's painful. It's painful. I'm distracted. I'm disdainful. You got these fighters broke, and it's painful. That's the ripoff Tom Waits. So that's it. That's it. That's it. I mean, the promoters, they've got a very specific job. I don't remember who promoted the, the UFC football one. I mean, Jeff Blatnick was a host. John Peretti, I, I, you know, I mean, it, was, it didn't make a difference because we love what we're seeing. But there are a lot of tears, man. Makes it hard to watch, bro. Makes it hard to watch. Yeah. 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 Part of part of why we love McRapist so much was because it was like a Beverly Hillbillies moment, right? This kid who a few years ago was like trying to get Chuck Liddell's attention in the scrum outside of the is like making it. Moving on up to the east side. Before he was on a table in Ibiza dancing with a cutout of his face on his face. That was a storyline. Now it's something else. It's dirty and ugly. And I don't care if it's dirty and ugly behind the curtain, but we're seeing behind the curtain, man. Stage man it. Look, I'm, not, I'm enough of a cynic. St you know, sincerity is everything. And once you got that fake, you got it made. Stage manager better. So we don't have to know how dirty things are behind the, behind the scenes, which is what you're trying with this image award that you're giving to Dustin and so on. I got you. I got you. That's nice. And the commercials. Listen, everybody here knows when you see a commercial during a fight like five times, that's not a good sign. It means they were given that for free. It's not like they paid five times for that. And it means that they don't have other commercials to put in there. You don't see five of the same commercial in the Super Bowl. So the girl putting the googly eyes on their cup and the guitar, he's not a good, I, I'm done, I'm done. And, and, and Archer brought up a point, he goes, wasn't the point of getting ESPN Plus so you wouldn't have to watch these commercials? Why are we watching these commercials? So, uh, so uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And he says, and then he says, you know, it's like some woman wanted to have a meeting with me. She and her boyfriend had, had a meeting and we sat down and at the beginning of the meeting, she said, you've heard of a Ponzi scheme, right? And I'm like, yeah. And she goes, well, this is not that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I like the guy as a guy. I like Dustin, too. I like him, too. But the pleading and the begging, and you know, you know the guy, the woman who I met. And then that's how I'm going to end the show. We played a show in Youngstown, Ohio. It was great. At this place called Naya Bingy. It was the funniest show ever. One of the guys who was part of the crew that put together, he was like, oh, man, where are you guys staying tonight? And I said, well, we don't really have a place to stay. We haven't figured that out yet. He said, like, hey, man, I, I'd like to have you stay at my house, you know, but my parents are really religious. 
And the promoter, who was a wrestler from uh, University of Minnesota, I think, or University of Ohio, but he's now become a promoter. He's a genius. His name was Greg. He starts laughing. He goes, religious? Your parents are not religious. They're in the KKK. <laughs> and the guy goes, <laughs> So, but there's this woman who comes up to me. There's this woman who comes up to me at the show at Naya Bingi, and she was beautiful. Like, I don't, I mean, like, 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 boom. But not cheesy, beautiful, like LA beautiful. There was this, this naturalness and this comfortability, and she just seemed like a really nice person. And so I'm talking to her, and she's got a boyfriend, so it's not like I'm doing anything. And she goes, Yeah, we're going to move to LA. And, uh, you know, I think I'm going to take a few acting classes. And right now I'm finishing up cosmetology school and I'm looking at her and I see her boyfriend and I'm like, man, oh man. It wasn't like I was old when we were playing. This was maybe, uh, shit, this was maybe 20 years ago. So, yeah, okay, so I was uh, 37. But things I knew were going to happen. She was either never going to leave Youngstown, Ohio, and all his fucking beauty and greatness was going to go squandered into that horrible town. And I, look, it's a horrible town for a young person. I would live there comfortably now. Everything is cheap. And the factories are all closed, so they're not poisoning the air and the water. It's fine. But she had, she could have done anything. Anything. They're kind of like, you know, just sweet goodness. Or she went to L.A. with this boyfriend. And, yeah. I, I mean, in other words, what I'm saying is when I see fighters get excited about talking about they're going to go to fight, I just, I, I feel the same way as when I sat at the bar at, at Naya Bingy and talked to this girl, and she was telling me that she's going to go to L.A. to be an actress. The same way where you say, like, oh, my God, I won all this money at the sports book. I'm going to walk through the casino and walk back to my hotel because nothing bad will happen to me. Everything bad will happen to you. <laughs> Everything bad will happen to you. Everything. Everything. You get in bed with the bald one, you will wake up with your anus hurt. That, that there's no questions. And you, and you didn't fall on the sprinkler head, my friend. That's not what happened. That's not why your anus hurts. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, make a minor concession. 4%, 3%. Herbalife, <laughs> right. 3%. Give, you got to give these guys something. And he's like, oh, we're making this. And the thing is, you know what's going to happen? Let me tell you what's going to happen. If it goes on too long, Mr. Find the Red, Find the Red, the bald one is going to cut deals. He is going to cut deals. But like they scuttle Cal Scalak, he's just going to like the Robocop, they're going to fix everything. They're going to cut deals with individuals. Go to Johnny Bones, I tell you what, we'll give you 15 mil. We just don't talk about it. 
Fuck it, I take my 50 mil. People want, they can do like I did. And you know where that 15 mil comes out of? It doesn't come out of raising that 20% to 30%. It comes out of taking some people's 20% and lowering it to 10%. Why? Malibu Beach House, bitch. That's why. Anyway, this is 120, your Sunday service. I'm your host, Eugenius Robinson. Uh, last week, we had a packed week. If you followed me on, on uh, the Twitter machine, I tweeted out um, I, I tweeted out uh, a piece on uh, who is the, the plus-size Polish porn star, uh, uh, Romy – what's her name? I, my memory is shot. Romy Chase. Uh, um, I did pros on policing, all that police uh, chatter that I did. And the, one of the cops I interviewed wrote me afterward. He goes, it's a good piece. You tried. You actually achieved a certain level of equanimity. It's a good piece. Tweeted out this week, pros on policing. What's the problem? Tweeted out this week, best books for getting breakup drunk to. Tweeted out this week, uh, I want my sex work arrested. Ozzy.com. It was the sex column. Uh, the next one comes out. Uh, in a few hours, I'll tweet it out. Uh, oh, screw it. I'm going to be a cop. My time trying to be a cop. And Thor. Thor Harris. Uh, connection is unstable. Uh, hacking life hacks with a... Yeah, I, I don't know. I almost do this. Hacking. Get close. Yeah, hacking. I guess I'm back now. Hacking life hacks with a guy named Thor. So if you want to see the stories I'm writing, uh, I'll tweet them out at Eugene S. Robson on Twitter. Uh, there's no care, don't care on Monday. Tuesday, there is the second part of the Let It Roll podcast, which is appended to uh, or appended to uh, Let the Shoes, if the shoes fit. If you go to TikTok, if you go to TikTok, uh, I got the angry, uh, angry Life Coach. We got three of those going. I don't know how to tell you to join TikTok. So what can I say? So that's it. And uh, God, God willing, we'll see you all next Sunday. Wash your hands, wear a mask, take care of yourself. Talk to you soon. Look what you made me do!